Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow Podcast, the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything, from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here. We don't just talk about it. We give you the play-by-play, the details. And today, I'm going to be sharing some practical things that you can use to live a healthier lifestyle in the workplace. So we're going to be targeting some healthy things that you can do in the workplace, so you don't want to miss this. Don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the TuneIn Radio app, and of course, you can always find us on Podbean. That's where we're hosted. And when you're searching any of your favorite listening platforms, just search for the letters PXP, and you should be able to find us just fine. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and share with your friends and family. That would be the greatest compliment that you could give us. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I am Jam and Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening. We are live from the Clawfus, and this is episode number 25. We are one-fourth our way to 100. So thank you for joining us on our journey as we get started in 2020 with our podcast. Today is going to be a little different format. If this is the first time that you've heard us, if you're first listening to us today, this is not always how they are because today is going to be a little different format, and I'll tell you how in just a second. If I've never told you before, my wife is a nurse uh, by education and profession. Now, she stayed home for a number of years now, but she worked... Uh, in the emergency room, uh, worked, did some legal nurse consulting and some work comp nursing. Uh, primarily, for the most part, she worked in the emergency room. And now she is in the process of getting her board certification in health and wellness coaching. And this is something she's been working on for, I guess, maybe about two years, it feels like. And next week, She's going to be taking her national board certification for health and wellness coaching. Uh, And this is a pretty big deal. So it's a test that's administered by the same people that give doctors their board certification exam. So it's not some fly-by-night exam that she's taken. It's a pretty big deal. She's been in an exam prep class for maybe about two or three months now and uh, and we're super excited about all the hard work and look and look forward to, you know, watching her be able to help tons of people live healthier lifestyles. Um, when you talk about health coaches, there are those that call themselves health coaches because they paid a fee to get a certificate or they took a weekend course or something like that. But this girl was serious about it. She went and got her master health certification through the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute and is certified to coach people. Uh, from the womb to the tomb is what she says. From babies all the way up to the elderly population, she's certified to coach all those age groups. And her health coaching business is going to be called Wellness RN365. So it's kind of a combination of all the things that she's involved in. She loves wellness and she is an RN and she's going to be doing, you know, she wants to help you throughout your whole life. So 365, you know, all year long. So so watch for some exciting things to come from that in the future. Um, it w- we'll no doubt have her probably on the podcast and be sharing some health and wellness tips and things like that. I couldn't convince her to get on thus far because she's busy studying for this board. But um, So during her studies for this board certification, she ran across some very interesting and, and frankly quite scary statistics 
and she shared those with me. We we go back and forth a lot about health and wellness. I've got a rich background in healthcare, and so we we talk a lot about healthy living and healthcare and uh, and medicine a lot in our house. And so uh, she ran across some very uh, and I would just call them scary statistics, and she shared those with me. And when I heard them, I knew that I wanted to share those with you. And so I told her I was going to do that. I actually asked her if she wanted to come on and do it, and I don't think she's quite ready for that yet. But so today, uh, I'm going to give you a lot of statistics uh, and some common sense, practical things that you can do in the workplace and out of the workplace, really, uh, to help you live a healthier lifestyle. And and as I'm saying that, really, this goes beyond just the workplace. It could go to students or um, people in college or. Uh, maybe even retire. Really, I, I think this probably could affect everyone. So we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of things that I think will apply to a lot of different people. And you'll see where I'm going with that when we when we get started. So bear with me as I will probably be shuffling around some papers because as she was sharing this information with me, I was just jotting it down and typing it out. So I've kind of got it in several different places. But, you know, one of the interesting things that um, to start this thing off uh, and again, this is going to be a lot of different formats, so just bear with me. I think you'll really find, in the end, give me uh, 10 minutes, and in the end, I think you'll be happy that you hung in there. So 70% of Americans don't exercise enough to maintain their present health, and that means that every day we get more unhealthy. That 70% gets more unhealthy each day that goes by. There's a statistic, and this just popped into my mind. This wasn't from this, but this is the first generation where the parent's age expectancy is longer than the children. So the children are not going to live as long as their parents did. That's a scary statistic because as parents, we have a responsibility to make sure that we teach our kids healthy living habits. And by and large, you know, either our parents or us or we're not getting it done and the the children that we're bringing up, the healthy or unhealthy habits that they engage in are going to cause them to not live as long as we're going to live or as our parents lived. And, and where modern medicine in, that's pretty scary considering they're coming up with new cures and things like that all the time. A hundred years ago, most of the people that were alive a hundred years ago, most of their day was exercise, right? They got out and they worked outside and the things that they did, or they worked in a factory, but the things that they did, they were moving all the time. Very few people a hundred years ago sat at a desk all day long. The vast majority of people were out moving all day. And so the need for deliberate exercise was not as necessary, right? Does that make sense? Because they were always moving. So from The time they got up in the morning until they got home at the end of the day, either they were working in the fields or they were working in a factory or they were building something or they were working around the house or, you know, whatever they were doing, they, they were always moving. And so they didn't have to worry about taking this, these additional extra deliberate steps to be sure they got in the right amount of exercise. But now, there's still a lot of people that get out there and work and don't let me, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that if you're in a job where you work all day long on your feet and you're moving around, you know, probably some of what I'm talking about today doesn't apply to you. But the vast majority of our population 
spends the majority of their day sitting, right? Like, so the statistics are between seven and a half and 15 hours a day, the average person sits. Seven and a half to 15 hours a day. Like, like not moving, just literally getting up, going to the bathroom, and then back to their chair. That's a common day for a lot of people. And even when the work week is over, you know, they've, they've fallen into such a habit of doing that throughout the week that a lot of them then just sit on the couch and watch TV, right? So this can be a seven-day event for a lot of people. The British Journal of Sports Medicine says that the longer that we sit, the greater impact to our health. And they focus on this three to four hour uh, duration time frame that it becomes, you know, most impactful negatively to our health. Uh, the American Cancer Society says, listen to this, this is amazing. If you were to exercise for 45 minutes in the morning, and, and we're talking about a, a nice walk or some resistance training, uh, and then you sit all day long. So you get up, you exercise before you go to work, and then you sit all day at the desk. The sitting that you did throughout the course of that day negated all the positive effects of that exercise. So it's like it never even happened. In, in essence, you exercised for 45 minutes just so that you could sit all day and you got no positive effect of the exercise. And here's the scary part. Most people are not doing that 45 minutes a day. They're just sitting all day. And so this is where we this is where we go back to that original point I made that 70% of Americans don't exercise enough to maintain their present health. If you're not doing just that 45 minutes a day and then you're spending the rest of your day sitting all day, you're actually going backwards because the 45 minutes offsets the sitting all day so that you're kind of at a blank slate. You're back to ground zero. But if you don't do that exercise, you're starting off negative already. So you go out, you go throughout the day sitting and you just go backwards. A study at the University of Missouri, it was related to fat cells. They said that an individual that sits for three to four hours and, and they really, again, keyed in on this three to four hour range, particularly when it got to the four hour range, dramatically impact our ability to metabolize fat. So there's this enzyme that's called lipoprotein lipase. And it helps us to metabolize fat. And when we sit for that three to four hour range, we're actually shutting down the production of that enzyme. And so the more that we sit for longer time frames, we're actually shutting down the enzymes that help us metabolize fat. Isn't that scary? Like all these things so far, I hope that I'm just opening your eyes to like, wow, like sitting is extremely dangerous for us for, you know, long periods of time. We're going to talk about how to overcome this. So hang in there. I'm going to give you the bad stuff on the front end. I'm going to give you the good stuff on the back end. We'll end on a high. The Mayo Clinic, uh, I've heard this in different ways over the last several years, but the Mayo Clinic says that sitting for long periods of time is equivalent to smoking a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. So imagine that. Just think about that. You've got a, a room full of people that are all in cubicles Cube land. You got all these people that are sitting in all these cubicles and everybody in that whole room is smoking. That's the, the negative effect that sitting all day has on our health. And they, you know, they actually are calling this that 
you know, sitting is the new smoking. Pretty scary stuff. Uh, sitting for long periods of time is equivalent to smoking a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. So have I sufficiently scared you about the challenges that are presented when we sit all day long? Uh, that's just, you know, a, a tip of the iceberg. Those are some things that as she was telling me those things, I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to share this with the people that listen to the podcast because this is serious stuff that we really need to take note of and make some adjustments in our day to try to overcome some of this stuff. It's it's new things that, again, 100 years ago or 50 years ago, people didn't even have to worry about. Now, because we sit all day, these are things that we actually do have to worry about. So let's talk about some things that we can do to overcome the negative impacts of sitting for long periods of time. So there's a a recommendation that it goes like this. Sit for 60, move for three. You might want to write that down. Sit for 60, move for three. So what it means is if you're going to sit for 60 minutes, then get up and move around for three minutes or move around for two minutes or move around for one minute, but move around for some period of time, you know, one hour and then get up and move around. And if you have to set your watch to just get up, walk down the hallway, you know, walk and get a drink of water out of the drinking fountain and come back. And then, you know, it doesn't have to take long. We're talking about a minute, two minutes. And you get up and you move around and you come back and you get busy again. The idea is to get up and move every hour. Uh, my, my wife caught me with this the other day. She said, what is the best exercise that you can do? And I'm sitting here thinking, let's see, it's, this is, all right, this is, it can't be too hard, right? It's got to be something that's easy. So I'm thinking, all right, it's got to be um, jumping jacks or push-ups or walking. I said, no, it's got to be walking because, you know, they say that walking is as good as running. You know, it's just, a, it's just that you're getting out moving and it's going the distance or whatever. But I said walking. So I settled on walking as my answer. And she said, the best exercise is the one that you'll do. Ah, I said, well, goodness. Yep. That's probably right. That reminds me of, uh, a, a preacher used to say, what is the best Bible version to use? And the answer that, you know, people would say, what's the King James version? It's the new King James version. It's the NIV. It's the ESV. It's the NASB or whatever. You know, they just rattle off all the versions of the Bible and they would, and the, and the preacher said, no, it's the one that you have in your hand. It's whatever one you'll read. That's the best one. And and when it comes to exercise, the best exercise is the one that you'll do. So maybe for you, it is walking. And maybe for you, it is uh, riding the bike. Or maybe for you, it is getting on the treadmill. Or maybe for you, it's going to some hit class. Or maybe it's uh, doing some aerobics. Or maybe it's, you know, joining a spin class or whatever it might be. Whatever the Whatever you will do, that is the best exercise for you. You know, there there's always this idea that you have to exercise for 45 or 60 minutes or, you know, there's some period of time they, they say that, uh, my wife, as she's, uh, she goes into health coach mode on me. She'll say, if you're not exercising, you know, 45 minutes, uh, a day, five times a week, you're just not exercising. And while that is ideal, no doubt, right? I mean, you want to get to the place where you can exercise regularly and consistently and so that you get 
maximum benefit out of it. Like I get all that, but I'm going to revert back to things like I tell, I tell people about other things in life too. Like you got to start somewhere. So your goal might be, and it's important to have goals, like have a goal of being able to exercise 30 minutes a day, five days a week, like make that your goal, you know, for June 1st, you want to be at that place or whatever the case may be. Uh, but, but oftentimes what happens is we set out and we say, we're going to exercise 45 minutes or 60 minutes a day. And here we go. We're going to, I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to do all these things. And boom, here we go. And we start off on day one and we're, we're, we get it, you know, and we come home and we're sore. And then next day we go back and, and then we're like, oh, and then life gets in the way and soreness gets in the way and more life and kids and jobs and things get in the way, don't they? And we end up, because we're trying to maintain this 45 or 60 minutes, and that's a lot of time to come out the gate with when you're not in the habit. So why not start with two minutes a day? And you're, I know you're probably thinking, two minutes a day, Jamie, what, what, what is two minutes a day going to do for me? Start with two minutes a day and gradually increase. Add, you know, two minutes or three minutes or four minutes a week. So for the first Week, exercise two minutes a day. Can you do that? Can you exercise for two minutes a day? Of course you can. And are you going to see any benefit from two minutes? Probably not. But the goal is not to see immediate impact on your health. The goal is to start developing habits that are going to create impacts on your health. Right? So start exercising for just a couple minutes a day. And then next week, add two or three or four minutes. You know, add two minutes or three minutes. And then do that. So now you're exercising for five or six minutes next week, every, you know, three, five days a week, however many days, pick a goal. And then the next week you're going to add, you know, two, three, four minutes. Now you're exercising for eight or 10 minutes. And then the next week you're exercising for 12 minutes. And then you're exercising for 15 minutes the next week. And it won't take long. And, you know, in three months, you're going to be up to 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 60 minutes. It's not going to, but you're going to do it incrementally so that you can do it, right? The biggest thing that happens, everybody joins the gym on January 1st, don't they? The gyms are, on January 1st or 2nd, the gyms are are crowded, they're overflowing. Gyms love the first of the year because that's when they get all these people to sign up. Everybody's got a New Year's resolution to exercise more. But what do we do? Life gets in the way. We're not in the habit. We need to, it needs to become a habit, right? And I, I forget what the number is. I think it's 30 maybe. I'll look it up and if I'm wrong, I'll correct myself. I think it's 30 times becomes a habit. You do something for 30 times and it becomes a habit. So as you're continuing to increase and you're you're adding a couple minutes a day, do that after a month or six weeks, look, you're in the habit now. And now you're just, now you're really starting to make progress and you can start to capitalize on those gains. You're incrementally increasing what you can do. And that's progressive improvement. And and you're going to see that over time, you'll be able to do that. Over the course of a couple months, you'll be up to your goal of 30 or 45 or 60 minutes. So back to the workplace. So what can we do throughout the course of our day that'll help us to get away from the negative uh, impacts of sitting all day and just create some healthy habits? So the first thing I would say is to stand up and move every hour. We talked about that. Sit for 60, move for three, right? 
sit for 60, move for three, or, or, or move for two, or move for one. Just get up, walk down the hallway, and come back. Go get you something to drink, come back. How about while you're on the phone, stand up. When you're when you're on the phone, if unless you're on like a 30 or 45 minute phone call, but if you're if you're on if you're making a quick phone call, stand up if you can if you don't need to be sitting right there in front of your computer. Stand up and talk. Uh, one of the things just as a side note, this is free, doesn't cost you anything. When you're on the phone, practice smiling. When you are uh, smiling, your voice changes. You come across differently. Watch, I'm going to show you. So this is me and I'm not smiling right now. I'm just being very monotone and uh, I'm just talking. And so here I am. I'm just, you know, how are you today? Are you going to go to that meeting? You know, whatever you're going to do. Now, all I'm going to do is put a smile on my face. Now I'm smiling and the voice inflections just change, don't they? So now I'm asking you, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to that meeting? How's your day going so far? And you see how my voice changed? So when I'm doing podcasts, I try to smile because I want you to uh, hear the excitement and the joy and the happiness in my voice. And that comes across when we smile. So you might look funny because you're sitting there smiling all to yourself on the phone, but to the person on the other end, your voice comes across differently, right? So smile while you're on the phone. But if you can, my point was to stand up. Um, sometimes the way to do that or what makes it easier is to get a wireless headset or even a wired one, but use a headset. Uh, if you, uh, maybe you have those in your workplace or maybe you can ask your employer to get you a wireless headset. They're not expensive. You can get a nice wireless headset or a wired headset even. Uh, you can get a wired one cheap, like way cheap, you know, $20, $25. You can get a wireless headset for under $100 and get you a hands-free headset. And then you can stand up. If it's wireless, you can walk around the room. Like when I'm on the phone, if I have a wireless headset on, I'm just up walking around the room. You remember that movie, A Few Good Men, when Tom Cruise uh, walks around his apartment and he has his bat in his hand and he they, they put his bat in the closet and he's like, where's my bat? I think better with my bat. That's me. I, I used to have a baseball uh, and I would just toss it up in the air while I was on the phone or sometimes if I was even in small team meetings in my office, I would have this baseball. It just helped me to think better. I don't know. You know, it just occupied my hands. It just helped me to uh, spur creative thought. So get up and walk around if you can. Uh, if you have a wireless headset, you can do that. If uh, if you don't have a wireless headset, but you got a corded one, you can at least stand up. And if your employer won't get you one, Maybe you can buy one yourself. Do they let you buy technology equipment and bring it into the workplace? If they do, it's an investment that is well worth the money that you're going to spend on it. So so buy you a wireless headset. If you're not sure about which one to get, because there's a lot of them out there, uh, shoot me a message. I'll help guide you in the right direction based on whatever your budget is. If you can, if your workplace would allow it, or if you work from home, one of the best investments that you can make is a standing desk. So get one of those that moves up and down. You can get them for about $500 from Wayfair.com. So they make a good standing desk. Uh, I've used one before from there, and it's it's fairly inexpensive in the big scheme of things, right? $500 isn't cheap, don't get me wrong. But in the big scheme of things, if you're buying furniture, desk furniture, that's not an expensive desk. And, um, and you can stand up. So when you're talking about sitting for 60, moving for three, right? What if you could 
stand and sit all day long, up and down, up and down. So that really takes a lot of that negative impact of sitting off the table because, you know, you might stand for 20 minutes and sit for 20 or stand for 30 and sit for 20 or whatever. You can flip-flop around, but you have the capability of going up and down. The standing desk is an amazing thing. What about meals? What do you do at work from a meal perspective? Do you meal prep? Do you bring your own lunch or do you go to fast food? And some of you are thinking right now, I don't have time to meal prep. And while I agree, it does take time, no doubt. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that meal prepping is just easy. And, you know, there's a lot of folks out there to say meal preps is easy and you just, you know, just throw it together. And I'm not going to say it's easy. It's not hard, but it does take time, right? You have to dedicate time to get your things together. So you're going to have to get up 15 minutes early and or prep it the night before. You're going to have to dedicate a little bit of time to your meal prep, but you can bring your own lunch and you can be deliberate about what you eat. Because what happens when we don't bring our own lunch? Oftentimes what happens? We end up going to fast food or we end up eating something that we wouldn't normally eat because 1130, 12 o'clock rolls around, maybe 11 if you're a hungry person in the morning. You know, these lunchtime rolls around and now we're hungry, right? So when we're hungry, we make less than wise choices, right? We don't make the best choices with our meals when we're hungry. And that's what happens when we don't meal prep. So if you bring your own lunch, if you have the capability of doing that, bring your own lunch and be deliberate about what you eat. If you can, eat five to six small meals a day. And I know that's sometimes hard. Uh, You might have to set an alarm on your phone to say, okay, it's time to have a snack. And a small meal might just be, you know, some carrots and uh, hummus or some celery and peanut butter or something like that. It doesn't have to be, don't think of a meal as like, I got to sit down and get me a fork and a spoon and, you know, I'm going to have three things on my plate. Think of a meal as a snack. So if you eat five to six small meals a day, you're going to increase your metabolism. You're going to eat less and you'll stay full throughout the day. Uh, What about this? Park further away from the office than you have to and walk, you know, an extra hundred yards in the morning and in the afternoon uh, when you're going and coming from work. What about that? Can you park further away from the office? Do you do you have to take the closest spot that there is? What about taking the stairs in your building if you have those? Now, if you're on the 20th floor, I get it. But maybe you take the elevator to the 18th floor and you walk up two two flights of stairs. I mean, you can you can make accommodations to get in a little bit extra movement throughout the day that's going to help compensate for the time that you spend sitting. Think remember now if we go back to sitting is the new smoking. The longer we sit, the greater impact on our health. So anything that we can do to help negate some of that sitting, and that's moving around, that's exercise, that's uh, you know walking a little further from the car to work or uh, on from from work back to the car at the end of the day, whatever that might be. Maybe at lunch you you know go take a walk around the block or you walk around the building. Um, get somebody you know have a coworker and say, hey, you want to go take a lunch walk? Walk around the block. Just anything that you can do to move is going to help negate the time that you spend sitting in that chair. If you don't already have this in your workplace, join or start a Biggest Loser contest. Um, and the winner, you know, wins, everybody put in $5 and the winner wins the pot or, uh, or, or you know, something, who knows what, maybe your employer can sponsor a prize. But it, it's a simple way to get everybody thinking about healthy 
living. So when, when you have contests like that going on in the workplace, everyone seems to eat a little better. Everyone seems to move a little more. Uh, healthy living is just top of mind for people. When you um, have the choice of what to drink, choose water over soda or tea. So instead of drinking you know, a sweet tea for lunch, pick water and add lemon or lime to it. Lemon is a natural diuretic and it'll help to uh, allow you to get rid of some of that extra water weight that you might retain. So add a little lemon to your water. Uh, but choose water over soda or tea. It's a great way to eliminate some wasted calories. Don't drink your calories. The calories that you bring in should be useful and valuable calories that you're going to use to burn to you know exercise or to get through your day or whatever. But don't, don't drink your calories. So pick water over soda or tea. Uh, the biggest things that I'm talking about today is just getting moving. It's just making healthy, common sense decisions when it comes to what we put in our mouth. And we didn't really talk about eat what we eat and all that. You know, I did say talk about water, but we could do a whole episode on. And and I'll wait till we can get my wife on here and she'll give us some some good healthy eating recommendations and things like that. I won't try to be your your uh, meal coach. Um, but it's about moving. It's about making deliberate, healthy decisions, uh, with what we do. But today, mostly we're talking about moving. We're talking about negating the negative aspects of sitting. So remember, it's that four to five hour range that gets very dangerous for our sitting. Uh, but every hour we want to get up and move a couple minutes. A lot of the statistics I gave you today came from a guy named Sean Foy. Uh, he's the president of Personal Wellness Corporation, so I want to give credit where credit's due. But again, at the end, I just want to challenge you as we wrap up to move, make healthy choices, encourage those around you to make healthy choices, um, set goals, begin with manageable amounts of exercise and healthy eating habits, work towards where you want to be. Don't start out day one where you want to be, work towards it. And when you do it like that, you're going to be much more successful in reaching your goals. All right. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for me today. We have gone about 30 minutes, and uh, I think we've had one podcast that's been longer than 30 minutes, but this is about as long as they normally get. So uh, you got questions or comments. This was a different format today, so thank you for hanging with me if you're here to the end. A lot of statistics, and that's not normally what I do, but it's information that I really wanted you to have. So if you got questions or comments, you want more in additional information, uh, love to hear from you, love to get some feedback. If you would like to talk to uh, my wife about some health coaching, we can get that set up as well. Uh, my contact information is in the description of our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. And above all, I hope that something that I said today helps you become a better version of yourself. My name is Jam and Jamie, and I hope you have an amazingly fabulous day.